0: Today's guest is special in more ways than one. Not only was he part of one of the most influential bands, influential bands, to a generation in both the Christian and secular markets, his poster was plastered all over the wall of my then teenage daughter's room. My guest today is the former lead singer to Hawk Nelson and now solo artist, Jason Dunn. This is the 34th episode of On Faith's Edge.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Danny Goki, and you're listening to On Faith's Edge with Joe Taylor.
2: This is On Faith's Edge, where
1: engaging, enlightening, and entertaining content brings us closer to living an authentic faith. We'll talk faith and life with people in business and entertainment as we work out the space where God Let's and life out.
0: collide. Okay. On Faith's Edge. There it comes. And now your host, Joe Taylor. (laughs) Who is this in my studio? What, are you afraid? Yeah, I'm I'm afraid of you, that's for sure. Let's do this. Welcome to the show. Thank you for listening today. If you are here as a fan of Jason Dunn, this is a good one. What a class act this guy is. Proverbs 18.24. A man who has friends must himself be friendly, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Hi, my name is Joe Taylor, Recovering Atheist and your servant in Jesus Christ.
2: And this is Jenna Taylor. Hi, Jenna. Hey, Dad.
0: What's going on? Welcome to the studio.
2: Thanks. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited.
0: (laughs) This is cool. I know you were excited to uh, talk to Jason and I was excited to have you in the studio. Uh, What a a really great guy. This is your place to hear conversations with people of faith in business and entertainment. From all walks of life and levels of success, they all have one thing in common. Like Jason Dunn, they believe in God and they come here to talk about it. Last episode, I spoke with American Idol finalist and now Billboard chart topper, Danny Gokey. We caught Danny just as his new single, Hope in Front of Me, hit number one on Billboard's Contemporary Christian Charts. And man, it deserves it. This is a great, great CD he's put out. He opened up about his faith. Uh, he, we talked a lot about American Idol, the death of his first wife, Sophia and uh how that created Sophia's heart that's just a great uh, a great story as well as the love of his life and his family now with his wife uh set he was very transparent about his faith and god and how he uh how he kind of struggled with that a little bit and and where his faith is right now and uh let's just say this it is strong you can hear our conversation with uh, Danny at slash 33 that's slash 33 today jenna my daughter and i speak with former lead singer to the incredibly popular christian rock band hawk nelson none other than jason dunn is with us jason just released a great new project called abandon progress and man it is really really good hawk nelson fans are going to love this project you'll hear jason share his faith and why he split with hawk nelson and kind of where things are headed for him now uh through this whole conversation are you ready jenna
2: ready dad
0: well <laughs> that wasn't cheesy was it all right let's let's uh let's do this then hello jason welcome to the show
1: thanks for having me the pleasure
0: to start off with I, I i just want to have a kind of a personal comment here if you don't mind okay. you and hulk nelson along with bands like kj52 and family force 5 and reliant k and all those bands Uh, But especially you and Hawk Nelson have had a huge impact on a generation. And especially to my co-host today, my daughter, Jenna. Hi,
2: Jason. Hello, Jenna. (laughs) How is life? It's life's excellent. Thank you.
1: That is good. Life is excellent. I agree.
0: Seriously, man, from a father. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate uh, the role model that you've been and the role model that you are.
1: I'm very glad I could be a uh, very glad I could be a part of it.
0: Now that we got the mush out of the way, let's get down to it. Yeah. Congratulations on a very successful faith launcher campaign. You raised over twenty thousand dollars for your album "Abandoned Progress." Nice job, brother.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thanks a lot.
0: Were you surprised?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, "There's no way people are going to pay for this." <laughs> that was literally what I thought the whole time, and then. Yeah. You know, you get kind of down to the crunch time. You're like, oh, there's a week to go. I'm like, oh, I'm nowhere near it. And then I think it was like five or six hours ago, I was driving someone. I got, oh, we like, did it. I'm like, yes. It was, very, it was a relief, to say the least.
0: Looking at the numbers, you you snuck right over the edge, man, but you made it.
1: I did, yeah. yeah. It was exciting for sure.
0: We're going to talk about Abandoned Progress in, in just a minute, but I did want to say congratulations on, on that uh, Faith Launcher campaign. Uh, Thank you. Do you mind discussing your departure from Hawk Nelson?
1: Absolutely. I, I would love to talk about that. Okay. I, I haven't talked about it in like a day. So it would be, be nice, to, be nice to, to let it go again.
0: <laughs> Nothing you haven't already heard, man. But Hulk Nelson is is really one of the most successful crossover acts to a specific generation. So I, I do have to ask the obvious question. Why did you leave the band?
1: Yeah. Um, in 2009, I, uh, I got married to a wonderful girl. And, uh, she's still likes me to this day. And, um, you know, when you, you go from being a single guy playing in a band, to getting married, uh, your life on the road kind of, you tend to change, your priorities tend to shift. And I, I just, I don't know, the long or the short of this, I kind of got, I just wanted to be at home. And, uh, I felt like i put a good 10 years in with my dad, Hawk Nelson. And, uh, I started that band when I was in high school. And, um, I don't know. I, i I just I feel like everything has a lifespan, and for me, I think my time with Hot was just I felt like Hot Nelson kind of had run its course, and I was just ready to, to try something new and exciting. And um, music is always going to be my life, you know. That's I, I live and breathe and talk music, you know, twenty four hours of the day. And um, so I just thought I'd just step back and take a year off. And uh figured what I want to do with music next. And uh long story short, I sold the I sold the band to the remaining members and uh they continued on and I took a year off and now I'm just starting to fire it up again. And uh I think I just I think I got a clear mind and uh, I got that excitement to be back touring again and uh my wife was excited to have me go tour again and uh you know, just It's just been a really good, uh, it was a good break, you know, and now I'm ready to get back out again and and play some more music. Cool.
2: What's the, uh, what's like the major difference between working solo and working with a band? Like what's, what's the big difference between those?
1: That's that's a great question. I'm glad you asked it. Um, I'm actually, I've started figuring all that out in the last year, especially from a writing standpoint where, you know, I did write a lot of these songs for Hawk Nothing, but, you know, we did it in a, a lot of times, we did it in a group setting. And uh, this time around, it's all me, so it's, uh, even when it comes down to the production and the finishing touches, I'm like, everything, I've realized, has to be perfect. And I don't I don't want it to be, I don't want anyone to hear it until it is perfect, you know? And that can drive someone crazy, especially like me. Like I'm always like, no, 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 we've got to fix that part, it's not right. And I'll think about it in bed. I'd be like, "Oh shoot, we should change that part." And I'll go back and change it the next day. And uh, it gets a little bit monotonous, to be honest with you. But um, I think I've become more and more of a perfectionist in the last couple of years. And uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But at the same time, it's you know I got to learn to just relax and and. Uh, but for me, that's been the the toughest thing for me is learning how to do everything on my own.
0: <laughs> right, Jason. Let's talk about abandoned progress. This is a great. Right. This is a great piece of work, man. It really is, and and I Thank know you're you. solo. I know you're. I know you're you're solo. But I got to tell you, Hawk Nelson fans are going to love this album. They're going to love Out of Control. <laughs> tell us about this project.
1: Thank you. Um, Abandoned Progress was my band in progress when I when I first left Hawk. I. Uh, it's actually a funny story. I. Well, it's funny now that I'm 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 past this phase in my life but when I was leaving Hawk Nelson, I went um, and recorded a record up in Vancouver, Canada, and it just it just didn't pan out. I think I was just in a weird uh, transition period in my life where I didn't know what exactly I wanted my music. My new music as a solo guy, I wasn't sure what I wanted it to sound like, and I didn't want it to, to mix up with what Hawk Nelson, what I thought Hawk Nelson was going to continue on. So my first uh, my first rendition, if you will, of Abandoned Progress was very, very singer-songwriter. It was just me and an acoustic guitar and a little bit of like, you know, drums and, and things like that. And it just, when I got it back, I just, I just knew it wasn't what I was supposed to sound like, you know, as a new, as a new artist venturing out, you know, as a soloist. So, uh, I scrapped that version of Abandoned Progress, went back and rewrote a whole record and continued to call it the band "In Progress" because I just I like the name. I thought it was a really I thought it was an important title for my for my debut release because you know to to quit you know a successful band to basically start all over again you know I just I don't know the the, the name "Abandoned Progress" really stuck with me and I I wanted to make sure I released something with under that title so um, I rewrote "Abandoned Progress" and. um, and and now you have it, and I'm very thankful you have it. Uh, and so yeah, it's just a lot of songs. I don't know. As I listen back, it's you can I can definitely hear it and be like, wow, that was. I definitely remember that phase in my life. That that feeling of like not sure that just that uncertainty being like, well, what's going to happen now? You know, because there's a lot of questions I I didn't have answers to, and I, a lot of that is is I think that you can hear that through the lyrics in in, in the songs on this album.
0: So let me get this right. You went into the studio, and uh, financed and pro- wrote and produced a whole album. You got it back, and you decided, you know what? This isn't what I'm about right now. This isn't the message that I want to give. This isn't the music that I wanna that I wanna put out for my first solo project. You went back to yeah. the studio, rewrote a whole new album, rewrote and produced a whole new album, and this is what we have with Abandoned Progress.
1: That's true. In fact, it's actually wow. happened twice because because I actually never physically released the band in progress. The second time either. Wow. Which I, I the only place you can get it is at concerts, uh, at my shows and on my um digital store, my online store. That's the only place because uh there's just been some uh some some label issues that we're trying to resolve. But, you know, um it's all good, it's just I, I just have not yet been able to release it. So um, right now, abandoned progress is available only on my online store, which is www. Great. There's a little tidbit of information for you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we'll make sure that we put that uh, the link to that website on our on our awesome. show notes, and Thanks. I'll make sure we uh, we say it again at the end of the show. Uh, so that the the album that's coming out now is indeed a band in progress, right? That's
1: um, that is actually still tentative. <laughs> okay, it's been quite an ordeal the last couple of months, but um, we're getting I'm getting all the the legal stuff uh, figured out, and uh, we're we're well on our way. But you know, for me, I just I never stop writing songs, so which I, I haven't run short of an, of uh, of, uh, of of songs released, put it that way, and so um, I'm always on the go making some new material. So um, yeah, we'll just see, wait and see what happens, you know. Um, Abandoned Progress, the one that you've heard and the one that you have, that's one that you know to this day, whether it's released publicly or not on iTunes or, whatever, that's a record I will always be super proud of, and uh, I spent a lot of time. I have a lot of energy and money into it, so I want to make sure people hear it. So, <laughs> you know, if you can get it on iTunes, that's awesome, but if you can't, get it where you can, which is on my online store.
0: So it'll, it, it'll, shows. it'll always be available, right? I mean...
1: It'll always be available, yeah.
0: Okay, Okay. because if not, I'm going to buy up every every copy I can possibly get and put it on the black market, <laughs> man. Jason Dunham. Yeah. <laughs> Pirate that stuff. I, I, I tell you what, I, I, hope, I hope it is available, Jason, uh, honestly, because it's a great album. And and the songs Thanks that I've lot. heard from it are, are outstanding. And Jason Dunn fans and Hawk Nelson fans are absolutely, absolutely going to love this album. That means a lot. Thank you, Joe.
2: So what made music your passion, Jason?
1: What made music my passion? When I was 10 years old, well, actually, I mean, yeah, I guess that's a good way to start. I mean, I started playing music when I was four years old. But I don't think I was really passionate about it. I just thought it was kind of cool. You could make noise and you could make it sound kind of cool. But when I was 10 years old, uh, I was at a church camp with my family and I came across this album by an artist named Michael W. Smith. And the album was called change your world. And that album literally changed my world. From the moment I put that in, I never stopped listening to it. And, um, from that point on, from that first track, it was a track, a song called Picture Perfect. I was like, this is what I want to do. And I was like, dreamed of doing it from the time I was a 10-year-old kid. And uh, I still dream of doing it. And uh, I haven't stopped doing it ever since. And uh, I don't intend to stop. So, yeah, that was that record, Change the World by Michael D. Smith. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to actually meet Michael Smith and, and studying music professionally and I like to thank him for it. I even got to sign it for me because that's a big an impact he's made in my life. So,
0: Yeah. If so you if you look at Michael W. Smith, he has had an impact on, on, uh, many, many, many young artists. So, he, Oh yeah, uh, definitely. And he, he takes that, uh, he certainly takes that, uh, takes that personally.
2: I'm, uh, I'm really excited to hear that you're, you're going to be continue, continuing your music. Um, cause I mean, I'm a big fan.
1: Um that's so sweet. Um, Thank you. I will always continue making music.
2: That's. I'm. I'm really. That makes me really happy to hear that.
1: I started releasing these these new songs once a week on YouTube, and uh, I call them New Music Mondays. Every Monday, I put a new song out. It's like a live recording, and uh, yeah, you should you should check it out sometime. Oh I'll yeah, get definitely. You should be excited.
2: Definitely, that'll definitely be something I do.
0: We'll make sure we put that link to that, to your YouTube channel in the show notes as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Listeners have access to it.
2: So in 2011, you had a conversation with a mother about her son that you said shook your world. Would you mind sharing that story with us?
1: Absolutely. Um, we'll backtrack a little bit. So when I was 12 years old, I was, um, I was diagnosed with type one diabetes and, um, Diabetes, you know, it's, it's, you know, a really big part of my life, but it's one of the things I've kind of always kept on the down low, you know. I never, I didn't tell anybody, even my, a lot of my peers in high school had no idea. And they just, you know, I just, it's not something I go around talking about, cause, I don't know, I just, I don't know if I was embarrassed I just, just, you know, don't ask, don't tell kind of thing. Um, so, I, uh, one show in Ohio, probably, probably near you guys some night. Um, a mother had stopped me after a show, and I was freezing cold. I remember trying to run into our tour bus, and I heard her call my name, and I was like, do I do the right thing and, and you know, let her know, acknowledge her, or do I pretend I didn't hear Because she was far enough where I could just pretend I didn't hear and just keep running to the bus because <laughs> it was freezing cold. But I turned around and, and saw her, and I went and said hello to her and her son, and she went on to, to tell me that her son had just been diagnosed with type one diabetes. And the thing that kept him going was he found out that his favorite singer being me had diabetes. So he's like, if I can get through life with diabetes, he figured he could as well. And, uh, I don't know that really, it really meant a lot to me to hear something like that. And at first, you know, I was kind of put off from so like, how the heck do they know? You know, I don't talk about this kind of stuff, you know? And, um, but it really, it really spoke volumes to me and that really helped and urged me with my, with my leaving Hawk Nelson. And, um, you know, cause I talked to the guys were leaving at this point, but it was kind of still on the fence, like, well, should I, shouldn't I, you know? And I think at that moment I was kind of like, okay, this is what I need to do with my life. And, uh, you know, cause I talked about doing something through Hawk Nelson with diabetes but, you know, with the brand that we'd built, there just wasn't room for it on, you know, with the nails Nelson brand. And I totally get that. And so um, I think that was kind of the moment for me where I'm like, you know what, this is what I need to be a little bit more, you know, I need to let people know that, you know, uh, this is what I I have. This is and this is a part of my life and I'm coping with it so I can let people that have the same problem cope with the 211 know that it's going to be okay. And uh, I've been doing that a lot now with my, with my own shows, you know, with my new band and it's been a really, really cool experience because, um, you know, I feel like, you know, people think I'm going to blessing other people with, with my story, but it's really the other way. When I hear their story, it's like, it's like me that's being blessed through that. And I don't know, you just, you, you it's just, it's just an unbelievable experience. And I'm, I'm really glad I get to be a part of it.
0: You have a, you have a foundation, uh, surrounded around your your diabetes right
1: yeah um so actually after that happened i started a foundation called the jason Dunn diabetes foundation which uh caters to to kids and young adults who live with diabetes and um uh it was just a really cool thing and um last summer i was able to to raise twenty five thousand dollars and get um therapy dogs for two young kids in New York and Texas. And uh, I don't know, I just thought it was a really, really cool thing to be a part of because, you know, these kids, you know, they were born with diabetes. You know, I was 12 years old when I got diagnosed. But, you know, these kids were born with diabetes and um, being born with this disease, it really takes some serious effect on you if it's not taken care of properly. And um, these kids weren't able to tell when their blood sugar was dropping low because you know, just because of their experiences and just growing up with it, it kind of takes, it takes a toll on your body at such a young age that it has that effect where you can't tell. So these therapy dogs are able to do that for the kids. And, um, I don't know. I just think that's a really cool thing. And, uh, again, like I said, I'm really glad I could, I could be a part of that some way, somehow.
0: Cool. Cool. Well, the work is important, man. The work is important. Jason, this show is about faith, specifically your faith and how you live out your belief in God, do you mind sharing with us how do, how you came to believe in jesus christ
1: sure um girl, i kind of grew up in a in a kind of a uh a, a, an interesting upbringing you know my um my parents i'll just kind of give you the the short and long of it my parents um well my mom got saved and uh my dad was you know pretty heavily involved in drugs and alcohol. And uh, through a, a miracle in my family, through my young brother that was born with a hole in his heart, who was miraculously healed, and through this, my dad was... Um, my dad could not deny the existence of God, and just radically got saved, and, you know, our our life... Our family's lives were turned around for forever, you know? And I was about five years old at this time. And so um, from the time I was five, you know, my parents had just you became radical Christians and on fire for God, and um, just cold turkey, everything had stopped. My dad stopped drinking, stopped doing drugs, and uh, it was just a, a radical transformation, and uh, it was evident, and um, that was kind of the, the upbringing we grew up in. We grew up in, in, a, in a very strong Christian family, and um, I was about 16 years old where, you know, from the time I was five years old to sixteen, or till I guess when I left home when I was nineteen years old, um, you know, we were basically in church six days a week. You know, my my best friends were were the pastor's sons, you know, and um, uh, youth group Friday nights. You know, we had a, we had a small group meetings at our home on Wednesday nights. So you know, we were just really me and my my siblings were submerged in church culture, and at a young age, I think I just. I had a lot of questions, and I wasn't sure why we did what we did, you know. Why do, why do we go to church so often? Why do, we, why do we believe what we believe? And I think those questions are great to ask when you're in high school. And I remember asking my friend's mom that, you know, and I'd come to learn that the relationship I was living was my parents' relationship. I hadn't really developed my own relationship with Christ until I was about 16 years old, where I consciously made that decision that I, it had to be my relationship. And it couldn't be my parents' relationship, because any relationship that's anyone else's relationship is going to become stale, and it's not going to be real. And when I was 16 years old, I decided to make that relationship my relationship. And, uh, you know, as you do know, it was the greatest decision I'd ever made. And uh, to this day, I choose to live my relationship with Christ, and uh, not my parents' relationship. And it's, you know, it's always, you know, it's not going to always be easy, but that's the beauty of a relationship that's the journey, and that's what keeps it fresh and new and exciting and uh yeah it's, it's been really it's been a really really great adventure.
0: you grew up in a Christian home because your mom got saved uh your uh your dad through your um through this medical issue with your brother through the healing frankly uh, mm-hmm. and yeah. and guys, I don't care what you say. Miracles happen, man. You got to watch for them. Sure Miracles do. happen. And through this miracle, your dad came to belief in, in, in God and, yeah. and your life from that point on was radically changed. And at, yeah, at 16, forever. at 16 years old, you decided that, you know what? I, I do believe this. And, and you became a Christian of your own. Is that, is that the best way to put it?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, and just going through that, like, just for people listening, like, to have those kind of doubts and stuff, that's, I really think that's a normal thing. And it's okay to have doubt, as long as you realize there is an answer and you figure out why why you believe what you believe. I think that's a really good thing to establish first and foremost, you know. And, uh, you know, any of those doubts, you know, they will subside, but... It's, yeah, you know it's, it's i think that's a, a normal thing to to go through am i am i right to say that joe
0: yeah absolutely absolutely and and cool. and, and yeah. so many you know so many people would consider it heresy man and your transparency i i really appreciate it man because people so many people consider it heresy to say well i question sure. my faith and and i and i wonder does god is god even out there and and uh my daughter jen and i have talked a lot about this uh about belief in god and why why i believe in god and and, and how, uh, and how it just makes sense. But you, you have to questioning it and questioning God, the Bible is riddled Jason with, sure. with, with people who questioned God, Moses for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah. questioned God. So absolutely, man. I, and, and, and I appreciate you sharing that with us. Cause that's an important message as well, that, that God wants you to talk to him. God wants you to have a relationship with him and God wants you to, and if you're questioning him, God wants you to, God wants you to ask, ask the question. So I appreciate that, man. It means a sure. lot. It means a lot. Cool. Hey, Jason, let's go into a round of instant insight into Jason Dunn. Oh. This <laughs> is where we're going to ask you quick questions and you simply respond with answers. That'll make us feel like your best friend when we're done. Fair enough.
1: Okay. All I right. like that.
0: <laughs> what single person and Jason, the rule is you're not allowed to say Jesus. What single person had the biggest impact in your life?
1: I'm going to go with my dad. The most exciting
2: thing I ever did was...
1: Got married. Because my wife's right beside me. Uh.
2: <laughs> God is...
0: <laughs> Not dead. Great answer, man.
2: That's a good one. <laughs> All right. What are the top three songs on your playlist?
1: Top three songs on my playlist? Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm listening to... um. That's a good question. Actually, a song called Massachusetts by Silverstein. I really like that song, the acoustic version, of course. I've been listening to a lot of my own demos right now, actually. I haven't listened to real music. I haven't listened to any real music in like two months because I'm trying to not plagiarize anybody. So I try not to listen to music so I don't rip anybody off. (laughs) 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 Um, So that being said... um, my favorite band is called Goldfinger, and they're based out of Southern California. I don't even think they're a band anymore. But um, I listen to a lot of them still. And they're cool. They're cool in like 1998. <laughs> so it shows you where I am in music.
2: <laughs> the best thing to do in Peter- Petersboro, Ontario is what?
1: Oh my gosh. Poutine at Whistle Stop. Okay, so I should probably clarify it. Poutine is my favorite food. Okay. It's French fries covered in cheese curd and gravy. Canadians call a heart attack in a bowl. No doubt. And uh, it's very, very delicious. And there's a little place called uh, the Whistle Stop Cafe in Peterborough. And they have like, I don't know, countless varieties of it. So you can get it with like barbecue, uh, you know, steak, shrimp, whatever you want. You can basically customize it there and they'll make it for you. So that's the best thing to do. And then go fishing. I mean, <laughs>
0: like on the street. Right. I go to uh I go to Canada about once a year and I, I have to say I've never had it, but you better believe Jason. I'm gonna have it, man. <laughs> Sounds it's, it's the greatest
1: thing it's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> it really is. I can't wait to have it again when I go home.
0: Lene Dunn makes me
1: smile. Aw.
0: Who's a better hockey player? Josiah, Jacob, or you?
1: Oh Jacob. Jacob and Josiah. Actually. <laughs> they're both better than me.
0: They're both better than you, huh?
1: Yeah.
2: If I were not a singer songwriter, I would be
0: a hockey player. Very Of cool. course. Of course. What are you afraid of, Jason?
1: I'm afraid of falling through ice and not being able to find the surface.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: That's, That's rough. my biggest fear in
0: life. <laughs> <laughs> it's a horror movie in the making i know what single bible passage has the most meaning to you
1: a man that has friends must show himself friendly and there's a friend who sticks closer than her brother don't ask me where it's found because i don't remember where it is but i live by that bible verse every day of my life or at least try to
0: excellent excellent Uh, jason you're a popular singer songwriter and, uh, as I, as I said before, yeah, you've got debatable, uh, well, you're a popular <laughs> brother. Believe me. Um, my mom thinks I'm special. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> as I said, you, you've really, man, you, you you've had a huge impact, uh, on a generation, uh, you and your, your time with Hulk Nelson. Um, but as you open up and, and turn into this new chapter in your life, what does success mean to you today?
1: Well, I think success is measured in so many different levels. You know, for me, like as a kid that started a band when I was seventeen years old, the first success was finding a bass player. You know, it's like we found the bass player. So we're like, okay, we got that. And to me that was success. And I, I, I try to measure success in very small doses, you know. We moved up from we were out of we had a band of four guys, you know, and to me that was success. And then the next thing was we gotta get we gotta get a van, guys, and we got a van. And to me that was success. And then you just kept measuring like that, like, okay, well now what let's you know, let's not have day jobs. If we could quit our day job and be on the road full time, to me that was success. And you know, we kept marking these off one at a time. And uh I think today is if I can wake up with a smile on my face and put a wife a wife on my smile face Put a smile on my wife's face. You know, that's that success, you know? That's if I can cool. put a wife on my smile face, you no, know, just always be so happy.
0: I'm not sure what that means. So, yeah. But that's kinda weird. Uh, yeah,
1: you know I'm going to that though. Shoot. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's you know when I got married, my dad gave me advice. He's like, You can make your wife smile every day, he's like, You'll be successful. I'm like, okay. And uh, you know, I I'm, I'm kinda I don't know where I stand on the whole touring thing now after taking a year and a half off, I, I kind of enjoy not touring to be honest with you. Yeah. So, um, I think for me now, like if I can, if I can keep my wife happy and, uh, be able to provide for her and, and my family, then to me, that's, uh, that's my new level of success. That's and, cool. uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just really thankful to, to have a wife that loves me and, and have a, have a dog and a cat that, you know, you know? <laughs> yeah, it mean, just I don't know, my life is i I I I've always been a very simplistic very simplistic person. And uh I don't know, I think my success in music I had it right and I was really super thankful and I'm, I'm very I feel very blessed to be able to have done that with Hart Nelson. And uh, you know, sure I hope to have that success again as a solo artist. But you know, that's not my drive, you know, that's not what drives me today. Right. And uh and that's okay, you know. That doesn't mean I'll stop making music, and I'll always make music. And you know, maybe 20 people will enjoy the music I make. That's cool too. But you know, maybe 2,000 will, maybe 2 million will. I don't know, and I don't have the answer for that. So I'm not too concerned about it. Um, you know, I'm just I'm just thankful I get to wake up every day and and breathe the breath that God's given me. You know, and I'm just you know I'm very thankful.
0: That's really cool, man.
1: Take it one day at a time,
0: Joe. That's really <laughs> cool. That's really cool, brother. Hey, Jason, we're we're about to wrap up, but finally, as as we as we wrap up, um, I do want to ask you a question. It's kind of how we end every show. Somewhere listening right now is somebody that is a non-believer, and they uh-huh. are right on faith's edge, about to make that decision to believe or not to believe in God. What would you say to that person that is right on faith's edge, about to make that decision?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess what I would say is um, this relationship is like any relationship, you know, With the relationship you have with your peers is important. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a prime example of this. You know, I keep in touch with hardly any of my friends from high school, maybe two or three of them, like at most. And the ones that I fall in touch with is like, you know, we see each other on Facebook or whatever. maybe I'll like maybe I'll like a comment or two, but it kind of leaves the relationship kind of stale, you know. And when you're not when you're not in an actual relationship with that person, it falls apart, you know. And um, with me, you know, a relationship with God, you know, um, being in a successful rock band, you know, I people think you have it all together, but in, in all reality, is like I was giving and giving and giving all the time. But at the end of the day, when the night is over, that show is over, you're on your bus. My thought's not like, I should close this night with, you know, diving into the Word of God or running a prayer. I'm like, the first thing I do is crash and fall like to sleep. And I think my advice for anybody, you know, who's who maybe just curious as to what to do is just to, to make sure you keep that relationship fresh and keep it real. Because, you know, God's never going to give up on you, but at the end of the time, when you start giving up on God, you know the relationship becomes stale, and it's on it was on my end. And uh, I think the best thing to do, the best advice, is just to keep it real and keep it legitimate because um, that's I, and it's just it's so crucial, you know, and it's so important to have a relationship with God because uh, yeah, otherwise it's just going to get stale, and we don't have time for that.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Jason, I don't think we can say anything more than that. Thank you so much for being with us today. I really appreciate the influence that you've had on my daughter. Uh as she sits here with me, I appreciate that you've the influence that you've had on uh on her generation and and you've uh, you are a real blessing. Thank you so much for being with us today.
1: It's my pleasure. Thanks for having
2: me. Yeah, I just wanted to thank you so much. I was I was really excited to talk to you, talk to you and I'm really glad I was able to. Um so Well, then why are you leaving? I'm sorry (laughs) We don't have to go anywhere guys Come on Thank you very much For speaking
1: with us It's my pleasure Thanks for having you guys again
0: God bless you my friend Jason's new CD Abandoned Progress Is available now On his website Slowmorecords.bigcartel.com Let me spell that out for you Slowmorecords.bigcartel.com S-L-O-M-O R e c o r d s dot b i g c a r t e l dot com, slowmo records dot Don't worry about it. I'll make sure that link is on uh, is on the website on today's show notes. Um, links to his website, Facebook, and Twitter pages can be found in today's show notes at onfaithsedge.com slash thirty four. That's onfaithsedge.com dot slash three four. So, Janik, what did you think?
2: Man, that was really cool being able to talk to him. I was so starstruck.
0: Yeah, yeah, you could, I could tell a little bit. You're, you're a star, starstruck, starstruck. Easy for me to say talking to him, but uh, any insight?
2: He, I mean, he's so much different than I imagined him being. He's so down to earth and just such a good guy. And his faith is so strong; it's really inspiring. His
0: faith is really strong. I liked a couple of the quotes that he had about his faith. What he had to say about it all, but uh, I was, uh, I was really surprised about how, how funny and. Down to earth, the guy was too. I mean, I I can see why you've been a fan of him for uh, for so long.
2: Definitely, and you know, it just I mean, he's also a fantastic singer. So oh yeah, there's that too.
0: Well, if you want your own free copy of Jason Dunn's Abandoned Progress, just go to onfaithedge.com, click on the free gift picture, and just take it from there. That's onfaithedge.com. Click on the free gift picture and. Uh, uh, just take it from there. Thank you again to Jason Dunn. What a great guy. And thank you for listening today. You mean a lot to me, and you certainly mean a lot to the show. Remember, God is real, and eternity is now. Let's go out and live like it. God bless. Do you have fun, kid?
2: Yeah, definitely. It was yeah, a lot of fun. This
0: was cool. Thanks for coming in and uh, and hanging out with me today. Thanks, Dad. Love you.
2: Love you. Take care.